Turn with me, please, in the scriptures. Thank you, Father. To Romans, the first chapter. Romans 1, 15. He says, for as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel. Everybody say the gospel. I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. (laughs) You like that already, don't you? (laughs) How could you not? I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why would you even need to say that? Obviously you do. It's an issue. It's a big issue. As we're going to see. It's bigger than I realized. Just a few days ago. I'm not ashamed. Of the gospel of Christ. For it. The gospel. Is the power of God. Whew. Say it out loud. The gospel. Is the power of God. (laughs) Well how would you get born again? And how would you get healed? Also gospel. And how would you get free? And how did you get your mind at peace? And how did you get your bills paid? Gospel, 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 gospel. 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 I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, not to everybody. Not to everybody. You know, people misquote scriptures and leave off half of scriptures all the time. People say, well, you know, everything works together for good. And they stop and don't finish the verse. That's not true. Everything ain't working out for the good for everybody. Not even close. The rest of that verse addresses a very specific group of people. Those who love the Lord. Does everybody love the Lord? No. Everything ain't working out good for everybody either. All things work together for good for those who love Him. And are called according to His purpose. Very specific group of people. And the power of God is manifested to a specific group of people. Everyone that believes. Believers experience the power of God through the gospel. Believers. If you don't believe it, you won't see it. But these signs follow them that believe. Hallelujah. Salvation. Healing, deliverance, protection. Glory to God. (laughs) Y'all came to have church, huh? Y'all ain't ain't playing. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) Uh, The power of God to salvation, everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 17, for therein, again, in the gospel. 
is the righteousness, that's an old English word, the rightness of God. How many know God is right about everything all the time? Everything he's ever done is right. Everything he's ever said is right. All of his ways are perfectly right. The rightness of God is revealed in the gospel and it's revealed progressively from faith to faith. The more faith you develop in, the more of the rightness of God you see out of the gospel. As your faith develops, more is revealed to you. I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, just yesterday actually, and they were telling me, man, you know, they had heard some things years ago, and they were hearing it again, and they thought, wow, I'm seeing things I ain't never seen before. I heard that. I heard that. I heard that. What's that? What's happened? Their faith has developed. They saw it, but didn't see it. Heard it, but didn't hear it. Not because it was so hard to get, it's because faith was so low. Seek and you'll find. You see what you're looking for. A lot of people read the Bible and all they're looking for is judgment. Woe, woe, woe unto thee. And that's all they see. Read over amazing blessing and not even see it. We've done it. But if you get more of the goodness of God revealed to you from the gospel, then you start looking for other things and you go, wow, how long has that been there? <laughs> and your faith caused more of it to be revealed to you. Revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. This is one of the greatest statements you'll ever hear. The just shall live. Notice it didn't say die. Didn't say perish. Live. The just shall live by faith. You might say, well, you're going to die sometime. The Lord tears is coming. If you believe in him, you'll never die. Didn't he say it? You'll slip out of your body, but you won't even taste death. He already tasted it for you. Yeah. You, may, you may be out for quite some time before you realize, I have left the earth. Yeah. I have left my body. Would you look at that? <laughs> then you're going to go, whoa, I feel good. I, I really feel good. <laughs> and you wouldn't come back if you could. Now, what is the gospel? This is a definition I've used of my own. It's good tidings, good news, good message if you look up the definitions. But Romans 10, 15 talks about glad tidings of good things. So specifically the gospel is the good news of all the good things that our good God has given to us and done for us. In our Lord Jesus Christ. And it covers a lot. That covers a lot. He went and gave himself for us. Spirit, soul, and body. And obtained a complete redemption for us. 
spirit, soul, and body. Do you believe it, friends? Does the gospel cover spirit, soul, and body? Does it cover every every dimension of your existence? And cover every time, now and in the future. The gospel is the power of God. Now go with me to 2 Timothy, the first chapter and the first verse, please. 2 Timothy 1.1. I was uh, in a minister's meeting, uh, it's been about two years ago now, on the other side of the country, for a few days, and ministering to them. And the Lord kept dealing with me, read 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. And my first thought was the pastoral epistles. And I'd read them and he'd deal with me, read them again. I'd read them, he'd deal with me, read them again. Of course, you know they're not very long. And uh, after a few days of that, you know what I begin to see? Faith. Faith, 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 faith. Faith. Like I hadn't seen before. And what I saw was faith under attack. Faith under attack. Do you remember that Jude says in the last days you'd have to contend for the faith once delivered. That there would be errors. And he taught, read Jude carefully if you would and see what we're talking about. He said you're going to have to contend for it. Why? And even the Bible said when the Son of Man returns shall he find faith. Real God kind of faith is not everywhere. It's available to many, but it's not developed in appreciable measure. It's not common. It's precious, First Peter says. It's precious. And the enemy hates faith. Oh, he hates faith. And he's scared of it. He's scared of it. He can spend generations getting people bound up and yoked up. And they can get a hold of the gospel and get some faith in them and get it shattered off of them in milliseconds. It's got to be very frustrating. All that work and all that effort. The power of God is not in any way restricted or limited, but it must be mixed with faith for there to be a release of the power and a manifestation of the power. So the thing that the, I mean, he will help you shout about how powerful God is and all other kind of things, but don't start talking about believing God and faith. Now, he's going to do everything he can to steal that from you. And this was happening in these writings it's referenced. I'm going to read through the, maybe this whole first chapter and see what we're talking about. Verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Let me just stop right here. Study the scriptures and see if this is right. Paul never used apostle as a title. We say he's the apostle Paul. To my knowledge, he never said that. He said, I am an apostle. The scripture warns us about using titles. (laughs) This is going over big, isn't it? 
Didn't Jesus say, don't call people master? Don't call people father? Did he say it? Millions completely ignore that. He said, you're brothers. Well, this is going over big, isn't it? But search it out. See if what I'm saying is right or not. Did he ever use it as a title? I am the apostle such and such. No. It's a job description. (laughs) And there's only one who is the apostle. The prophet. Right? The pastor. That's Jesus. And if we are one we are not the one. We are one by his grace. Well, do what you want to with that, I guess. An apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. Keep going. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace. Now, he said peace because he needed some. From God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience. That without ceasing I have remembrance of you in my prayers night and day. Wow. That's a lot of prayer for Timmy. (laughs) Why does Timmy need so much prayer? Greatly desiring to see you being mindful of what? Your tears. tears. What's that about? Timothy's going through something. He's doing a lot of crying. Paul's got him on his heart such that he's praying for him night and day. A lot. Why? Verse 5. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned what? The unfeigned what? Now immediately he starts talking about faith. Faith that's in you, man, it's nothing like hearing your elders say, I know it's in you, boy. (laughs) Faith, the real deal. Hallelujah. The faith of God like was in your mama and in your grandma, it's in you, boy. I know you've been crying, but it's in you. It's in you. You got everything in you that you need. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. You saw it work in your mama. You saw it work in your grandma. And it's in you. It's in you. It's in you. I'm persuaded that it's in you also. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up. The gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. I know it's there because I'm the one put hands on you when it got in there. (laughs) He didn't say he put it there. He didn't say he put it there. It was put there. It happened when he laid hands on him. He, he He was a vessel. God for, now get this, get this. We quote this, but many times we've quoted it out of context. For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Why would he need to say that to Timothy? What's he crying about? What's he upset about? A spirit of fear. Now this actually could be translated timidity. 
Timidity is a, is a good, accurate translation of that word. But of course, timidity is just a, a degree of fear. I mean, whether you're apprehensive or whether you're beside yourself, it's the same stuff, just different degrees. God didn't give you that, Timothy, but God gave you power and love and a sound mind. Now, here's the thing that I hadn't seen as clearly. So what? So after all this, so what's, what's the action? Don't be ashamed of me. What? The testimony of the Lord or of me. Why would you need to say that? Because Paul is in prison. And there's some new super apostles. (laughs) Who are very popular now. And they have a new message that's very popular. (laughs) Sound familiar? And Paul is out of sight with a lot of people out of mind and with a lot of these new apostles and new ministry he is the past. And pressure has been brought on Timothy. You're not still with that old move, are you? (laughs) You know, the faith move, that was from, you know, the 60s to whatever, but now there's a new move. Oh, boy. You should see the looks. We're getting across the crowd. Yeah, God used Paul and he did good work, but you know something else happening now. Why would he need to say, don't be ashamed of two things. The testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to To the power of God. Don't be ashamed. But be a partaker of what? Back up and look at it again. A partaker of what? The afflictions. Of the gospel. According to the power of God. The subject of suffering in the scriptures is a much misunderstood subject. And the devil is far more shrewd and crafty than many have imagined. So I'm going to summarize, maybe get ahead of myself a little bit, but then, are you planning on coming back? Are we? We're going to believe God and get somewhere. Is that right? We, in so-called word and faith, have come to believe that we have been redeemed. From suffering. From the curse of the law. Which is exactly right. But in emphasizing that. Many have just taken a broad view. That any kind of suffering. We've been redeemed from. (laughs) If it's not fun. 
count me out. I'm... <laughs> but without me taking the time to go to all the scriptures, I believe we'll see more as the week unfolds. But the scripture says there is a suffering according to the will of God. Am I quoting scriptures? There's a suffering according to the will of God. What kind of suffering is it? What does that involve? Because a lot of folk would just go, man, no, no, no. We're redeemed from suffering, period. Well, what does this mean? Read the verse again. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Why would you need to say that? Don't be ashamed of me, his prisoner. Let me just cap on this a little bit more. There was a time Timothy didn't know anything about God. And Paul came to town. Oh, hallelujah. Timothy's folks got to Jesus. God saved. It influenced him as a lad. And he became strong in the ministry. Support with, with Paul and his family. And, and now is in the ministry himself as a young man. And he's seen miracles and he's heard amazing things. And next to Jesus... He thinks Paul is, is all that. But he's going through a crisis. Because he's hearing all kind of things. And now his elder has to say, don't be ashamed of me. Don't be ashamed of me. Why? But be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. Are there afflictions that accompany the gospel? Why would you need to say, I'm not ashamed? Of what? Not ashamed of what? Why would you need to say that? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Because the gospel, not somebody's educated beyond their intellect version of the gospel, the gospel is offensive to the world. (laughs) And to unsaved religious people. And even unrenewed minds of a lot of baby Christians that are caught up in tradition. The real gospel is offensive. And it takes, for lack of a better word, guts to preach what Jesus preached and what Paul preached and what Peter preached. Come on, are y'all with me? It takes a commitment and you just best know starting this, you're going to encounter some afflictions. Preaching this. But. If you won't be ashamed. Hallelujah. And if you'll be bold. To proclaim it. And bold to believe it. And bold to act on it. And live it. You will experience. The power of God. Hallelujah. Even amongst those denying the power thereof. You'll experience it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And the man or woman with an experience in God is never at the expense or disadvantage of somebody with an argument. Give me an experience in the power of God. And if some don't like it, well, then they just don't like it. But we do. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Now, now we hear that and everybody likes to think, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm. Then why? <laughs> why is all this in here? We're just getting started. You're going to see more and more of it. Shame is a far too effective tool of the devil to entrap, to ensnare, and to control. Finish reading this, please. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Don't be ashamed of me, his prisoner. Why was Paul in prison? <laughs> For preaching this gospel. Is that right? That's why he was there. That's why he was there. Don't be ashamed. Of me as prisoner. But be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. According to the power of God. Everybody pray it out loud. Say Father God. God, Reveal to me. me What the afflictions of the gospel. gospel Are. are. Verse 9. He saved us. And called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works. But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Now this is the core of why the world finds it so offensive. And we're going to get to that, I believe, eventually. Verse 10 is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who's abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through The gospel. No gospel, no salvations. No gospel, no healings. No gospel, no deliverances. No gospel, no provision. So it's no wonder that right on the top of the enemy's hit list is the gospel. Got to get people off of that. And one of the most effective ways to do it is shaming people over parts of the gospel. Verse 11. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I what? Suffer these things. Is Paul experiencing afflictions of the gospel because of his stand on the gospel. Nevertheless, what? <laughs> Is this coming stronger to you than it has before? <laughs> Nevertheless, I am what? I am not ashamed. Is this a big deal? Yes. Oh, it's a big deal. Obviously, Timothy was. Obviously, Paul refused to be. 
<laughs> How many believe there's a fire in this man of God's belly? You look in his eyes, are you going to shame him over any part of the good news, of the good things that God has done through Jesus Christ? You cannot. To his last breath, cannot. Do you want to be that way? Come on, do you want to be that way? That nothing would make you back off. Nothing would intimidate you. Nothing would make you ashamed of any part of the true gospel. I'm not ashamed because I know whom I believe. (laughs) Preach it, Paul. I, I know whom I believe and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep everything I've committed to him unto against that day. This little prison thing, very, very temporary. And not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. But I've made my stand. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed. When you're not ashamed of it, you make no apologies for it. The devil's subtle. He's so shrewd. He's so tricky. And he'll work on something by minute degree over years and decades to get you to not be quite as bold. Why? We had some people leave. And I just wondered... If it was, you know, I preached on that and I was, I was a little strong. Yeah. You know what the devil will say? That's it. <laughs> you you got to quit preaching on that healing. Because some people find that offensive. And don't talk in tongues. Especially not on the, on the platform. On Sunday morning. Come on now, you, you, you want to be considerate. Because not everybody understands that. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you, you really want to watch it because you don't want to, you don't want to run anybody off. And the devil says exactly what will happen, man. You say three words in tongues, half your people may leave. I mean, you better, you better... Better what? You better what? You better watch what you say. You, you don't just bring that up, you know, in the open public <laughs> service. You, you talk to people on the side if if they want to, when they're ready. You know, it may be ten or twenty years, but when they is that the way Paul did? No, I don't think so. Time is short. Yes, it is. And you don't know if that person's got another week on the earth. That's right. Hello. You don't, you don't know how long you got. Today is the day of salvation. We can't live in yesterday. We can't live in tomorrow. Anything you ever did, you did it today. <laughs> Anything you'll ever do, it'll be today. And offerings. <laughs> now be very, be very, 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 very careful because 
You know, a lot of people, they don't like to hear about money. They don't like, they don't like it. They don't like it. And tithing, just don't mention it. Just, I'm telling, take my word. Just don't. Tithing? Are you kidding me? Do you want to lose half your church? Now you're laughing. But does any of that have anything to do with the gospel? He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. By stripes we're healed. That's gospel. That's redemptive language. That's substitutionary sacrifice. Is that right? That's not a side issue. That's part and parcel of the gospel, which is the power of God. Don't you be ashamed of it. Don't you be ashamed of it. Though he was rich, he became poor so that we, through his poverty, might be rich. That's gospel. That's gospel. That's gospel. Substitutionary. Sacrifice. Redemptive language. Brother Billy Graham said something that I I thought was amazing. I think a lot of things he says are amazing. He said we have modern churches and ministries that have arisen. And I may not be quoting him per letter. That are so concerned that they may offend this group or that group or anybody Except God. Uh-huh. Isn't that the truth though? So concerned. Might offend this group. Might offend that group. Well what about God? Do we care what he says? What we're doing with his gospel. What we're doing with his word. Something's happening. Something's happening. Say it out loud. I, I am not. Ashamed, ashamed of the gospel. Of the gospel. Hallelujah. God. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You're not going to make me look down. You're not going to make me back up. You're not going to make me apologize. For it is written the good news. We don't have to be mean. We don't have to be judgmental. We must not be. And we don't have to try to force what we believe on everybody. But we also must not respect other beliefs that are contrary to the word of God. People, I'm going to show your religion respect. You show mine some too. No. Jesus said no. He is the way. The truth. They're like, there are no others. There is no other God. Well, billions of people can't be wrong. (laughs) You're joking, right? (laughs) Got to be kidding. The majority is almost always wrong. Jesus said there's a broad way. Didn't he say? That leads to destruction and there's a lot of people going into it. There's a narrow way. That leads to salvation and few. Few. There be that find it. This is the truth. This is the truth. Billions are deceived on the planet and lost. It's awful. But us compromising 
And being timid is not going to help them. Us acting like their belief is just as good as the truth is comforting them in their deception. No. No. But when you're bold like this, <laughs> a lot of people don't like it. They don't like it. Oh, you're just, you're just, you're, you're just narrow, narrow, narrow. Yeah, and saved. You're just, you're just so religious. No, actually, I'm not religious. That's that's the deal. Because religion doesn't get the offense like the gospel does. Religion lets you fit in with everybody else. Well, what do you think? How are we going? You want to keep going? Praise be to God. I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I believed. I'm persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Verse 13. Hold fast the form of the sound words which you've heard of me in faith and love. Which is in Christ Jesus. How many understand there are no more important messages than these? The love of God and the faith of God. Don't you put anything above those or try to get past that. And the gospel is what feeds this. That's why God came the love of God. That he came and he put that love in us. But it was faith that caused him to have victory after victory. And it's faith that gives us the victory. There is no replacement for faith. There is no equal substitute. Verse 14. That good thing which is committed to you. Keep by the Holy Ghost. Which dwells in us. This you know that all they which are in Asia. Be turned away from me. Really. Faith under attack. The gospel under attack. People unhooking right and left. Just hold your place and skip over to 2 Timothy real quick. You see this? 2 Timothy 4.16. He said, at my first answer, no man stood with me. But all men forsook me. I pray God it may not be laid to their charge. This means there were people that should have been with him. They should have been supporting him. But... To stand up and identify with Paul in this place at this time would have cost you. It was what they should have done. But it would, you, you'd probably lost your membership at the country club. And depending on what church you went to, your membership there too. Because they now have new super apostles. With new messages. How many know he had to tell them. If anybody. Me. An angel. Any of your new guys. Preach any other gospel. Than what you got from me to start with. Let them be accursed. That's about as strong as you can say it. I pray God it may not be led to their charge. Notwithstanding. The Lord stood with me. How many rather have the Lord stand with you. Than anybody else. 
The Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Glory to God. Glory to God. Back up to chapter 1. Verse, uh, where were we? 13? Go to 14. That good thing which was committed to you by the Holy Ghost, keep it. Verse 15. You know all they which are in Asia be turned away from me. Including Phygelus and Hermogenes, apparently they should have been with him. The folks reading this probably thought, no, not them guys. They were tight with Paul. Yeah, them too. This you know that, that all they, they're turned away. Verse 16, the Lord give mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me. Come on, get this next part. And was what? Not ashamed of my chain. He didn't care who saw him go to the jailhouse or who saw him come back. Is that right? Where are you going, Oni? (laughs) I'm going to see my man of God. Who? One of these new super apostles? Uh Uh-uh. My dad in the faith. Paul. Hmm? The one who started this church here, in case you forgot. Yeah, I'm going to see him. He wasn't ashamed. And here they bring Paul out. He's in shackles. Clanking and clinking. And he sees Onesiphorus. And he's got Aunt Bessie's fruitcake. (laughs) And he's got a new sweater. And he's got some scrolls for Paul to write some more letters on if he wants to and gets inspired. And some cornbread. (laughs) Mashed potatoes. And he says, Brother Paul, brother, oh, it's good to see you, sir. Good to see you, sir. Here, can we sit down for a minute? Chains. Spiritual people discern greatness. They don't just see the flesh. And they're not moved by popular opinion. And changing winds of doctrine. And what people think is special now and not so special tomorrow. Spiritual people are not up and down. They're not moved by every wind of doctrine. They're like the master. The same. Yesterday. Today. And forever. Hallelujah. If that was the word then. It's still the word now. If they were God's choice and anointed. They're still God's choice and anointed. Just because other people are too carnal to see it. Doesn't mean you have to be. He was not ashamed of my chain. What did he do? When he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently. It was hard for him to find me. Nobody was giving him information, but it didn't deter him. And we didn't have Google and GPS. (laughs) But he padded the streets. And he asked questions until he found his father in the faith. He found his man of God. You're not going to see him. Are you sure? I sure am. What do you mean I'm not going to see? Yes, I am. Well, what if the committee hears about it? Well, then they hear about it. I'll tell them myself. 
Don't you know Paul's message is passe? You know, he was a faith preacher. He sought me very diligently, and he found me. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord. And in how many things he ministered to me at Ephesus. So man, these are three places right here. Onesiphorus had to have some prosperity. He could travel. He had means. He could bring stuff. He could stay as long as it took to find him. And we're still reading about Ani today. He is remembered of God and placed in the Holy Scriptures. For you and I to read about centuries later and go, that's how I'm going to be. Me and Ani. Cut from the same cloth. God grant him. He may find mercy of the Lord in that day. How many things he ministered to us in Ephesus, you know very well. Praise God. Go to the third chapter, please. Can you see that's the first chapter? We looked at the fourth chapter. Now we're looking at the third chapter. Do you hear this theme? That's what the Lord kept doing with me read that because I, I wasn't seeing it. I heard pastoral epistles. <laughs> I appreciated it, but how many know there is so much in here that as your faith grows, it's revealed from faith to faith. Third chapter, 10th verse. In fact, I highly recommend and encourage you that during this week, read 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus looking for what the Spirit of God is talking about in these days, looking for it. And your eyes will be opened up. Because you understand we can't cover every verse of all this in these days. He said you have fully known my doctrine. Manner of life. Purpose. Faith. Long suffering. Love. Patience. Persecutions. Everybody say persecutions. Persecutions. Afflictions. Which came to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. (laughs) Out of them all. Paul was beaten with sticks multiple times. He was shipwrecked. He was stoned and left for dead. Why? 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 Because of preaching the gospel. Why doesn't the gospel cause that kind of venomous response today? (laughs) It does. (laughs) It still does. When you preach it. (laughs) Selah. Verse 12. Yea and what? Those early day apostles, man, they went through some stuff. But aren't we glad we don't live in that day? <laughs> we got it cushy now. <laughs> oh, did I, did I lose? I felt like I lost half the crowd right there. <laughs> no, all, somebody say all, 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 all that will live godly. Now that's the qualifier. In Christ Jesus shall suffer 
And here's the thing that corrects the error. Persecution. We're not redeemed from persecution. There is a suffering according to the will of God and this is it. Persecution. For preaching his word, believing his word, standing on his word, being an unashamed, unintimidated witness of the truth. You will be, not might be, you will be persecuted for that. But that's being a partaker of Christ's sufferings, which qualifies you to be a partaker of his glory. And, did you notice what Paul said? Out of them all, the Lord delivered me. He's going to deliver you out of all of it anyway. Now what the, notice what the enemy has done. Let me see if I can say this better. Go to Galatians, please, third chapter. Mm, hallelujah. Galatians 3 and 8. It'd be good to read the whole chapter, but for time, let's just do it like this. 8, says the scripture, Galatians 3, 8, the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith. Everybody say faith, faith, faith. He preached before the gospel. What's the gospel? Good news of all the good things that our good God has done for us and given us through the Lord Jesus. He preached it to Abraham. Saying, in you shall all nations be blessed. The true gospel is the good news of the blessing. Which the devil particularly hates. Blessing is empowerment. Blessing is ability. And if there's one area the enemy will try to shame you about, it's this one. I have seen believers and ministers, the Lord bless them with something nice and them hide it or get rid of it quick as they could. Before somebody found out. That's being ashamed. Of the gospel. Do I need to pause? We need to start over. He preached the gospel. To Abraham. And he said what? What's this passage calling the gospel? In you shall all nations be. Blessed. The blessing of the Lord. Makes rich. Is that right? Now, if you lied to get it and you stole to get it, you're not broadcasting. I understand you're trying to hide it. (laughs) And you need to repent. Big time. But it's not what you have. It's how you got it. And if you believed God and you sowed your seed. And you stood and you obeyed and did what he told you to do. And he added some fabulous thing to you. 
Do not cover it up. Why? Because the Lord doesn't just want that to happen to you. He wants somebody else to see it and be inspired that he'll do it for them too. And no, you don't take the credit to yourself. No, no, no. No, you don't brag on yourself. No, you don't boast on yourself. But you boast in the Lord. You give glory to him. I've had people ask Phyllis and I about, you know, why in the world did you do that? Why would you tell people that you got that airplane? We got a boat several years ago. Big boat. Right after we got it, we put it up on the screen. Showed everybody the big boat. Told them how nice it was. Are you bragging? No. That's a mistake. If you do that, that's wrong. But if the Lord added it to you, you got it the right way. We didn't lie. We didn't steal. It didn't come out of the building fund. Not a penny. Come on, y'all with me? If the Lord added it to you, as a general thing, people don't rise above their leadership. That's true. That's right. It can happen, but generally it doesn't. And if we're just barely scraping by, and what we're preaching doesn't seem to be having any effect in our lives, why should you be so enthused about it? And again, it's not about trying to show off anything. That, and you can tell. You can tell the spirit of it. You can hear the tone of it. You can see when somebody's bragging and trying to show off. But if the Lord added it to you. How many of the Lord delivered you from sin? You ought not to be ashamed to tell it. You ought to be. If the Lord healed your body. Come on. If the Lord healed your body. You were in a bad way. And he healed you. Why would you lower your voice? Why would you say, I'm sorry, but I I did get healed? No, no. Sorry about what? (laughs) He says, where, you know, there there are ten lepers. Where's the other nine? Where are they? They ought to be right here. They ought to be front and center. Ought to be good and loud where everybody can hear them. Telling about how God healed them. Just talking to strangers going, hey. I had the leprosy. Oh, it was bad. You wouldn't have wanted to be around me. Oh, I stunk. Oh, man. But look at that skin. Look at that. Look at that. You want to know what happened to me? I know you do. Jesus. Jesus. The anointed one. Healed me. He healed me. Well, if you shouldn't be ashamed of him forgiving you. And delivering you. And healing you. Why should you be ashamed of him blessing you? He wants to hide it. From the people. He wants to take away the inspiration. He wants to take away the vision building. That's one of the reasons you heard Phyllis read some testimonies. We do this on a regular basis. I believe it's the direction of the Lord. The Lord said when we first started this church. He said give me all the glory. And give the devil none. Even if the devil's able to pull off something and hurt somebody, we give him no free advertising. But if somebody gets a new pocket knife, we may tell it. Some child gets a new tricycle. We've done it. We tell it. Why? 
Because the Lord wants other, just because the devil does bad things and he wants other people to see it and hear it and get in fear. Because if they'll get enough fear, the door is open for him to do it in their life too. God wants you and I to have amazingly good things happen in our life. And he wants other people to see it so that they would believe it and he can do it for them too. Oh, somebody say, I'm not ashamed. 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 It's not about bragging. It's not about boasting. It's not about telling who you are and what you have. It's about telling how good God is. And bigger than that, it's about the gospel. It's about the gospel. Verse 9. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. You can't get away from faith in all this. Christ, verse 13, has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it's written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That's gospel. Verse 14 is gospel. Verse 13 is gospel. Isn't it? How many believe he redeemed us as gospel? Why did he redeem us? Verse 14. So that the blessing would come on. Is that part of the gospel too? Now notice what the enemy has done. Through his subtlety. His cunning. He has convinced people he got people away from the church centuries ago he got the church away from the word and out of the word for long enough even generations to where all they knew was what men told them didn't have the word and doctrines of devils were propagated Through the ministry. And a doctrine of suffering. For the glory of God. Was developed. Suffering sickness. Suffering trauma. And tragedy. And pain. Suffering poverty. Now do millions of church going people believe this? They believe it. They believe in suffering for the Lord. Suffering according to the plan and will of God. So they are accepting suffering that Christ has redeemed us from. And what he did in doing that at the same time made people ashamed of not suffering. If I'm healed and everybody else is not healed, you should be ashamed. And if you're prosperous and a lot of people don't have, you should be ashamed. You you need to pay back. Can you see this? If you're victorious and free, well, and you live good and you have a good life, you, yeah, that is the exact phrase, shame on you for having so much when so many have so little. 
How many millions believe this? So they have refused suffering for the gospel of healing and talking in tongues and gifts of the Spirit and abundance and prosperity and victory. And they have accepted suffering from the curse of the law from which they have been redeemed. And so because they're so ingrained in it, they'll try to shame you, won't they? Because such as you have, that's what you give. That's what's in them. And they're going, it just makes me sick. These big churches, preachers on TV, who do they think they are? Nice cars and houses makes me sick, makes me sick. This is the subtlety of the devil. Now there are crooks, there are crooks in the ministry, you know that, but there's crooks in all kind of fields and professions. Doesn't do away with the real. Doesn't change the truth. Doesn't change the gospel. I want to talk about the gospel this week. I want to preach about the gospel. I want to holler. I may run around about the gospel. I want to be stronger in the gospel than I have ever been. And I want to get rid of any tiny vestige of shame from a bunch of traditional and religious junk and confused people who don't know the truth about the gospel. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Stand on your feet and say, I'm not ashamed. I'm not, I'm not ashamed. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Lift up your praise. Oh, lift up your voice. Give glory to God. Give thanks unto Jesus. Oh, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, O God. Oh, praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.